Welcome back to another episode of Be Great with Nate. In the last podcast episode, we went over your pursuit of purpose, how to figure out your purpose in life. And I had a couple questions there for you that stimulated some ideas. Now, when you get these ideas, you write them in the middle of a circle and you may not have one particular answer and that's totally fine. You can start off with one simple step. In today's podcast, we're going to be going over protecting your energy on your spiritual journey. When you are on your pursuit of purpose and you're going to change, maybe it's you know, uh, trauma that happened in the family, poverty that continue to happen in the family, generational trauma, you have to understand on how to protect your energy, my friend. This is very, very important, extremely important. Because what happens here is if you come up with your pursuit of purpose and you go back around your old family members and or some of your family members and you find yourself being triggered a lot, this right here can pull the old version of you right back out. We're trying to create a new version of you a better version of you. And as you're creating this new, better version of yourself, sometimes you need to heal some trauma or heal some shadow work, some, the weak part of you, um, the part of you that is, you know, the negative part of you, for an example. And as you're on a pursuit of purpose and you're doing that, you're following that three, three, three method I gave in the last podcast episode, it's very important that we start to create a space where we're able to protect our energy. In today's podcast, I'm going to be bringing you through on how to do so. So the first step I want you to start to do is after you figure out your pursuit of purpose, I want you to think about what do you need in order to have energy to, to go on the pursuit of purpose? So I'll give you just a little bit of example of what I like to do. Maybe you can stem up some ideas for you. Um, I have some strict core values and then I have some, you know, not so strict, but they're kind of, I follow them each and every day. But I find that having uh, reset rituals is very important. So a ritual, uh, I call them healthy rituals. A ritual is following a sort, like a little routine that you follow that gives you more energy, right? So these little rest and reset rituals that I set for myself, allow myself to gather up energy. It can be after a long day of working with clients, making podcast episodes, but I have about three of them throughout the day. The first one happens to be in the morning. So one of my core values is I need my morning ritual. I need some, I need a nice cup of cappuccino, some positive music or something positive playing in the background on my speakers. And I like to allow my body to wake up. I don't like to just go straight into working with clients. I don't want to talk to people early in the morning. I want to allow myself to just chill for at least 45 minutes. Now, I may be writing the book. I'm writing a book right now that will be published next year. So I may be writing my book or I may be editing a video or going through an email, but I'm doing light work. I'm not doing something that is uh, calling upon for all my energy. So that is one of my core values. Another one of my core values is no gossiping, no negative people in my house, no negativity, no none of that, no phone calls like that, none of that. I don't deal with negative things. I'm a solution-based person. So if there's a problem, let's find a solution. Doesn't mean you can't be sad. Doesn't mean you can't be upset. I totally understand that. But if I'm in the mode of dealing with my own emotions, remember emotion, energy, emotion, and someone is throwing a whole bunch of their emotions on me, that can actually really trigger the old version of me or a, a remind me on how challenging life can be and just b bring me into this negative spiral. So I have 
uh, these core values. I don't go out late at night. I don't drink. I don't do none of these things because I find that they get in the way of my pursuit of purpose. I want you to think about what your core values are. What do you need? What do you, what is something that or things that you need during the day to be able to stay positive and have energy? Sometimes that may be I need to eat a particular certain diet, Nate, or I need to make sure that I spend a little bit of time with my kids a day, whatever it may be. I want you to start building a list of things that are your core values. And this is important when it comes out to protecting your energy. Because when it comes to a point where somebody comes to you and asks you to do something, now you go over in your mind your core values and see if the thing that someone's wanting you to do is a part of your core values or against your core values. So for an example, if I wake up in the morning, I like my you know nice cup of cappuccino and my book publisher wants to have a meeting at seven or eight o'clock in the morning, that is going against my core values. I like my mornings. I like my morning ritual. So I politely say no. And this is going to be a very powerful word for you, especially for those that have trauma. Because a lot of people who have trauma can become uh, become people pleasers because we want to fit in, especially if we had issues with tribe growing up, with family, and growing up in the, in the household with family. We will do anything in our power to keep on to relationships that we feel that can be beneficial because we most likely feel alone or we feel isolated and we don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. And at the cost of that comes our peace and our time that we need for ourselves to grow. So it's important for you to understand what your core values are so you know when to say no. And when you say no, you don't feel guilty after, okay? Now, you'll learn on how to protect your energy by determining who respects your no, who respects your core values. And those that respect your no and respect your core values Clap it up for them. They get a dream team jersey. A dream team jersey is when you're on my dream team, you get my time, my energy, and my ideas when I have time, energy, and ideas. But now comes the big test on who does not respect our core values, who does not respect our no. Those that don't respect our no and our core values, unfortunately, don't get a dream team jersey. And here's the real kicker. Some of these people are going to be people that are extremely close to you. They're going to be people that you love with your dear heart. They're going to be people that you kind of thought this whole time was on your dream team. But as you're going through this process in your mind, you go, oh, my God, my mother's not on my dream team. My father's definitely not on my dream team. My husband, my wife is definitely not on my dream team. And this will kind of open up a lot of awareness for you because the people who are not on your dream team usually can be the root cause of pushing you to continue to be the old version of yourself, stopping you from growth. And I'll teach you how to deal with these people in a second. So after you figure out your core values and you figure out who respects your no, and then the, those that continue to respect your no and continue to respect your core values, get a dream team jersey. Those that don't, don't get a dream team jersey. But what about the, what about the people who sometimes respect our core values and sometimes don't? What about those people? Well, those people, we call those bench players. So they're not 100% eliminated for the opportunity to play with the dream team, but we're taking a little bit of caution with them because they haven't shown consistency, meaning they're, they're not so much a good dream team player where they, we feel comfortable with them taking a position of playing 
or being involved or being 100% active. So you can keep these people on the bench, meaning you can give them a little bit of information, a little bit of energy, and then over time you start to see how's that working for you? Are they causing you to be triggered all the time? Are they causing you uh, bringing negativity around you? And are they giving you more problems than helping? Now, how do you deal with people that you're close with that are not in your dream team? How do you deal with them when you get around them? How do you deal with those situations? And this is where I started. I created this little method called the stopwatch method. So there's times where holidays come up, birthdays come up, things like that come up, and you're called upon to go to an event or a dinner or a gathering. And when you get now, you you may get anxiety thinking about going, or now you may you know get knots in your stomach and worry and or be unsure how to deal with the situation because you may have been on a roll. Right. Let's just say you've been eating clean and, you know, when you go around your family, it's not eating clean. And then they're going to throw jokes at you for not eating with them. And you're expecting BS to come your way. Well, we do something called the stopwatch method. And the stopwatch method is you have to determine on how much time you're going to be there before you get there. Because the worst thing that happens is if you put yourself in a position and you have no exit plan, you can find yourself stuck there dealing with more BS than you want to deal with. So when I go to places, I like to do anywhere from 90 minutes to two hours. So anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours around people that are not on my dream team. And when I go and they're throwing this BS at me or they're being negative or they're acting like a fool, I sit there, I smile, and then I look down on my clock and say, okay, there's 70 minutes left. If this is how they want to deal with their 70 minutes of being around me, that's on them. But when 70 minutes is up, I'm out of here. And when that time comes, you leave. You don't start, you don't get that 50-50 brain we talked about. You leave. You showed up. You, you st- try to stay present. Try to be involved as much as you can without going against your core values. When people say certain slick things or something happens, not, okay, cool. But you know you're out of there. This happens at work. This happens with, uh, you know, gather uh, work parties. You know, maybe if you have a baby father that you're no longer with or a baby mom that you're no, no longer with, same thing applies. You give a stopwatch. You do the stopwatch method. Now, something magical happens with this little stopwatch method. Then you leave. Then people go, oh, my God, you leaving? It just started a couple hours ago. And you're like, yes, I have to go. You leave. And then as you continue to do this little stopwatch method, you'll start noticing that people start to become a little aware that you're not going to – next time you come – you're going to go somewhere after and they only got a little bit of time with you and they're going to start noticing or they're going to start acting a little different. For the most part, I usually see this always happen. They don't act a fool as much or they don't say things that are mean as much because they know that you're leaving. If anything, they're looking for updates on things or they're going to be telling you problems that they may be having that you may be able to help with. So if you're a health coach or if you're a life coach or if you're someone who knows a lot about nutrition or whatever the case may be, you'll notice that they'll come to you with some problems that you know how to solve, but they'll come to you in the, you know, in the, in the, in the corner, I call it in the cut. They'll, they'll, they'll come to you when nobody's looking kind of thing. But then they start to respect your time a little more and they start to understand that since you're only there for a little bit, if somebody does say something negative to you, you'll start seeing one of them in the crew that are not on your dream team 
defend you because they're starting to see how valuable it is to be around you while you're around because you're not around all the time. And you can do this with friends. And they shouldn't really be your friends if they're not in your dream team. But let's just say you have a, your best friends with one person in the crew, but they hang out with the other friends that you're no longer cool with or, the, or not on your dream team. You do the same thing. When you get around, like I said, be careful talking about your ideas, talk about you don't take things so personal because you're wasting energy on people that don't deserve your time, energy and ideas when you have it. And this, my friend, when you do this over and over again, this will help you create a little boundary, a visible boundary gate that people start to get afraid to cross because when they cross it, they know that the consequences is you not coming around as much or as long. Now, if they start behaving a little better, then what we can start to do is we can grant them another 30 minutes next time or another hour next time. And then we can start to see if they continue to change and grow, then we can continue giving a little more time. And what we're doing here is we're acting like the wise men and wise woman. We're not yelling back. We're not speaking back. We're not seeking revenge. We're not doing none of that. We're just being wise enough to teach people about their actions with our, by taking action, becoming a silent teacher rather than responding and trying to get back at them for what they said or feel upset and leave mad. No, you ain't taking nothing personal. You expect this from people that are not on your dream team. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, Protecting Your Energy, baby. If you enjoyed this podcast, if you haven't already, please leave a review on Spotify, on Apple. If you listen to Apple, I always say this, these things help. I also have a, a tribe list, an email list. If you would like to stay a part of continue to stay motivated, inspired, and healthy, I have an email list you can join just in case you don't see a podcast episode pop up on your phone anymore. Another thing is my book, The You You Never Knew, will be published next year. So my goal is to continue to give you information and help you as much as I can and you get results. And by the time this book comes out, you be happy enough to want to buy a book and maybe buy it for a friend or, or you know, family members or as a gift, whatever the case may be. Um, I have big goals with this book and I've been working really, really hard on this book. I'm going to be updating you on the um, root canal procedure that I had. I had my root canal tooth taken out. I made a podcast about root, the truth about root canals or the danger of root canals or something in that nature. And uh, I gave you my story. I gave you some information to follow and you know, some of you are probably sitting around thinking about, okay, did he pull the tooth? Did he do this? I did indeed get the tooth pulled. Um, it was disgusting. Um, I got to see the tooth and uh, they, I felt benefits right away within one week. And uh, I kind of want to give it two weeks before I give you an official update just to make sure that the the, the symptoms that I were having, was having that are no longer there are actually consistent and not just trying to jump to conclusions and misguide you. So I will be giving an update about that next week. Thank you for being here. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with your boy, and I appreciate that. Peace.